First, welcome back to another school year. This year might look a little different, but I'm still excited to be back working with everyone. I know here in Iowa we've been doing athletics for the last month and a half or so, and I've been working with athletes and a lot of you already. That's been really exciting. It's been really fun. It's sort of a good indicator that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing when you miss those things when they're gone and you feel a little bit more like yourself when you get to do those things. So I'm excited to get back into this year. This is our first family time video of the 2020-2021 school year. Family time 37. Why family time 37? Because we did 36 of these last year and one of my students suggested it might be fun to just keep numbering them. I was going to start over at one again for each school year, but we'll just keep a tally of how many that we do total. For those who are unfamiliar, because I know, especially as I get new students, it's maybe your first time doing, you know, looking at these videos or doing the social-emotional learning stuff that we do in the classroom, and we do have people who watch these who aren't in our school. So a little background, the family time videos and all of the social emotional work that we do with the family time kind of program we've created started with doing some specific things directed at social emotional learning in my classes. And that really developed into what the name came from my own students, this family time idea, that this was sort of our time we were setting aside to specifically check in with social emotional needs and to address those universal skills and just lifelong competencies that extend beyond the curriculum area things that we teach in class. So last year we formalized it a little bit more and started doing these videos to kick off the week and sort of introduce what we were going to talk about specifically on the social emotional front. So every Sunday I send one out with a couple of exceptions. We did 36 last year. If it was a vacation where students were away or something like that or we had a short week because of a holiday break maybe we didn't do an extra video for that week but we wound up with 36 weeks in total and I would put them out on Sunday so that students could see them we put them out publicly so that parents and other people could see them sent them to all the 6th through 12th grade students in our building and to the all of our teachers and staff. So everyone sort of had an idea about some of the things we were talking about specifically in class and just to sort of set a tone every Sunday to get students ready and hopefully excited about coming back to school. We know, unfortunately, you know, some of our students maybe have some difficult situations at home. We want them to feel that school can be a positive place for them and a comfortable place for them and for other students who maybe don't enjoy school so much that that isn't isn't a super positive and comfortable place for them 
that hopefully it's just giving them a little message that, hey, we care about you, we're excited to see you, and we want to reaffirm that every week. So that's really what Family Time started as last year. We did a lot of different things that I just sort of picked from different resources and different things that I liked and enjoyed, some things that I borrowed from other places, some that I came up with that I thought were important. And we'll do the same this year, but we're also going to time into here in Iowa, we have the Iowa Department of Education released the Iowa Social Emotional Learning Competencies, which I think they did a great job with and address a lot of really good things. They're broken into five categories, which are self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, relationship skills, and responsible decision-making. I think those are all fantastic things. So we're going to take revisit some of the things that we did last year, introduce some new things, but tie all of that into those Iowa social-emotional learning competencies as well because I think, I think they are great things, great points of focus for all of our schools. It allows any teachers who are using these things to sort of address those specific competencies. And I feel they are pretty universal, even if I know we have some people who watch these things who maybe aren't in the state of Iowa, but pretty easy to adapt to other things, pretty universal skills. So that's kind of what we're doing this year. So to start for our first week, I really have kind of a two-part thing that we're going to address in class the first week of school. The first thing that I want my students to think about and I want them to respond to me. Often I just have them respond, we talk about it, have conversation, we maybe watch some things or do some activities that relate to the specific topic for the week. But then I usually have them send me a simple email response talking about it because a lot of times people are more comfortable if they can write something down as opposed to sharing it, especially in front of a group, sharing it verbally. So what I'm, I'm going to have my students respond to two things this week. First, I want to know why you matter. This is something we talked about last year as well, and I think it's an important place to start when we're talking about social-emotional learning as a whole, and specifically about the first Iowa social-emotional learning competency we're addressing, which is self-awareness. And I want you to take a look at yourself and determine why you matter. And you can define that however you want. Whether it's something that you contribute to someone else, you can talk about um, maybe different significant things that you have done in your life. But I want to start with that. I want to start with an understanding and a recognition of the fact that you do matter. And the reason I start with this is hopefully most of my students have something that they can go to right away, that they think is significant about themselves, that they think is important, that they think is worthwhile. But the heartbreaking reality is I usually get some responses from students who say, they don't matter, or who can't come up with something, 
who feel like sometimes I'll have students even say that while they think that all people matter, they can't pick out something specific about themselves that they see as important. And that's a tragic thing. And I think that's maybe the first thing we need to realize as educators and even as students in the classroom that some of our students, some of the people we're working with every day don't feel like they matter, don't feel like they're significant. And we have to address that first if we want any other growth, if we want any other learning. We have to start with a foundation of that self-belief, enough self-efficacy to believe that I do matter, I am important, I do deserve good things, I deserve an education, I deserve an opportunity to grow, to pursue the things that I want to pursue. And if anybody's watching this now and you feel like I'm, I'm that person, I feel like I don't have anything that makes me special or important, that I don't feel like I matter, my first message of this year to all of my students in class and to you now is that you do matter. First of all, simply, you matter to me because I love what I get to do. I love teaching and coaching and interacting with all of you. So, for no, you know, if nothing else, that very simple thing, you are significant to me because I like being able to see you in class. I like being able to interact with you. I love what we get to share together in the classroom, in the athletic fields, all those sorts of things. But beyond that, I want you to understand that whatever you have inside you, whatever dreams that you want to pursue, whatever hopes that you have, those things are there for a reason. I say this all the time, but those things are there for a reason and they're inside you for the express purpose of being brought to life. Those things were given to you because you might be the only person who can bring those things to life and it might be something someone else desperately needs. You all have that power. That makes you significant. That means that you matter. And we're going to talk about that this first week. The other thing we're going to talk about, because I think it's an important discussion to have as soon as we start the school year, even if we've worked with a group of students many times before, I think it's important to discuss your feelings on your job, your feelings on my job, and to get my perspective on both as well. So we're going to talk about your job, my job. And what I mean by that is, what do you see as your responsibilities? What do you see as the things you're supposed to be doing in our educational setting? And I want your input on what you think I should be doing, on what you think my responsibilities are. The way I like to frame it, when we talk about what my job is and what your job is, is I, I borrowed this really from Joe Ehrman, who's a former NFL football player. He's a coach, public speaker. 
humanitarian in a lot of ways. And uh, I read a book called Season of Life, written by Jeffrey Marks, who is a Pulitzer Prize winning journalist and writer. And Joe Ehrman would say something very similar to the football players he would coach. And, and I've sort of adopted it because I feel it is, it's a great way to simplify things down. I'm such a big proponent for taking broad, complex ideas and simplifying them down to their most fundamental element. And that makes everything else a lot easier. So when I say, what's my job? My job is to love all of you. Now, sometimes that, that phrasing can make people uncomfortable. And actually, even after I originally had read that book, that Joe Ehrman would say that to his football players, that his job was to love them. And I thought, ah, that, that word, just the word love makes people uncomfortable sometimes. So I would say, originally I say, well, my job is to care about you. But I like the word love. I use it a lot more than I used to when I started teaching and coaching because we all know there are all sorts of different types of love. You feel a different type of love for your parents or for your children or for a best friend that's different than the love you might feel for somebody romantically. Those sorts of things, they're different. But I like to use that term because... My years in education have taught me that some of the young people in my classrooms don't hear that at home. They don't have other people in their lives tell them they love them. So if they don't hear it anywhere else, they're going to hear it from me. The other horrific reality is that some people only hear that when someone is manipulating them or using it in a way that allow that they think allows them to put negative behaviors on the other person, to do negative things to other people, to use the word in sort of a perverse way. So I want to make sure that my students that the young people I work with are getting a positive image of what it means to love someone, to care about them in a way that is still professional, in a way that is supporting and caring. So that's what I say my job is. And that also helps me because when I do have difficult situations in class, when I have to help students with challenges, it makes this job that can sometimes be chaotic and challenging, especially in a year like this, it makes it so much easier. Because we'll do anything for the people that we love, for the things that we love. We'll find time for those things. We'll find a way to put forth the effort for those things. So that's my job. Your job this is very similar to what Joe Ehrman would say too, is to first love yourself and then to love the other people in our classroom. Now, again, that can mean different things. That doesn't mean that you have to be best friends with everybody in the classroom. 
But to me in our space, that means respecting everyone, being open to everyone, accepting everyone, rooting for everyone. And I like to start it with loving yourself because that means having the self-respect, the self-dignity to do what's best for yourself. All of us have self-sabotaging behaviors and we're going to get into those things as we go throughout the year. But I want to start with why you matter and your view of your role and my role, your job and my job. I'm so excited to be back to working with everyone again, no matter how it looks. I know we're starting in the classroom. We're already going to have some people doing online learning. Things might change throughout the year, but no matter what happens, we're in this together. That's students, that's teachers, that's parents, that's administration, that's everyone in our district, that's everyone who shares this experience with us. We're in this together. We can make this the best school year we've ever had as individuals and collectively. And I'm just excited to be back working with everybody. Much love.